This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review Inside Out. So, Riley, how was the first day of school? Fine, I guess. Did you guys pick up on that? Sure oh, did. Well, something's wrong. Signal the husband. Uh-oh, she's looking at us. What did she say? Oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What is it, woman? What? I'm joy. This is sadness. That's anger. What? This is disgust. Uh, and that's fear. Ah! We're Riley's emotions. These are Riley's memories. They're mostly happy, you'll notice, not to brag. I wanted to maybe hold one. What happened? Sadness. She did something to the memory. Is everything okay? I don't know. Take it back, Joy. Great. Joy, no, Let's wait. Go. The core memories. Ah! No, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Merman. I'm Justin Voss. All right, so this week we're reviewing the new Pixar movie, Inside Out. It's written and directed by Pete Docter and Ronaldo Del Carmen. And the story revolves around the idea that inside of your head, the emotions are represented by these little characters. And in this story, uh, Riley is an 11-year-old living in Minnesota, and she moves with her family to San Francisco, and she starts sort of encountering all the things that would affect you when you, you know, have to leave your school and leave your friends and all that kind of stuff. So as she's encountering these real-world real events, you see what the, the emotions inside of her head are, are doing in reaction to that. And uh, believe it or not, this is the first Pixar movie we've ever reviewed. There was Toy Story of Terror, but that was like a direct mm-hmm. to whatever, direct to not TV. <laughs> I guess it kind of was. was yeah, I guess TV, it was direct yeah. to TV. But this is the first like feature feature Pixar movie we've ever reviewed, which is pretty crazy. It is? Yeah. We didn't do Monsters University? Uh, no. I think that was before we started the show, actually. No kidding? Because yeah. there was like this year gap when yeah. there were no Pixar films. Yeah, which is crazy. Which just happens to be exactly the year yeah, that we started, started the show. show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Okay, so that's kind of it's cool. our first Pixar film, which is insane. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. Is there? I guess I guess that's just the story. It's nothing else important to mention. Mm, I think it's the gist of it. Okay. Uh, so, Justin, mm-hmm. um, what do you think of Inside Out? So hearing about the movie, you know, before we saw it, um, I was a little skeptical just because it was just so different, right? I mean, just the idea is like actually pretty ambitious, I think, to like represent all this stuff. Um, but then you know, saw some trailers and saw stuff like, yeah, okay, this this could be pretty good. Um, and I think overall, it was a fun movie. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I you know was having a good time watching it. Uh, tons of like really funny gags. Yeah. Uh, the whole dream part, I was just I was laughing about it today. Like I just thought about it like at work and I just started laughing out loud because it was still really funny. Um. So yeah, I think overall it was really good. There is one enormous plot hole that I absolutely want to talk about, but it's a bit spoilerish, uh, and it really bothered me. Um, but yeah, overall I think it was it was fun. I mean, it's exactly what you would want from a Pixar movie. So yeah, definitely worth it. So Steve, what do you think? Um, I felt like I felt like this was like a return to form for Pixar. You know, after I mean, it's been so long since there's been like like a good original Pixar story. I think Up was probably the last one. Which is, I don't even know what year that was. But, I mean, there was... 2009, I think, right? Yeah. 2010 was Toy Story 3. And, which was a, a phenomenal film, but not an original film. Because um, it was a sequel? Yeah, just because yeah. it was a sequel. So it, was, it wasn't like... It was a return to this, this this world that they created already. And then it was Brave? Yeah. Which... Was it even an original story? I believe so. 
But it felt it just. But it doesn't feel original. No, it's like oh, you know, another fairy tale princess story. I mean, it was the it was, first fairy tale that they've ever done. Yeah, yeah and hopefully the last. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it was Monsters University too, which was which, or Monsters University. Yeah, uh, which sequel to Monsters Inc., uh, which was another fun return to that world. But again, it just felt like I mean, Pixar always kind of felt like it was it like pulled off this feat that like no one else in Hollywood could do, which is like one original story after another, um, and it was like upping the ante each time. Uh, and like I remember, like going and like going to up and like being really unsure about it, and just then being and loving it, just being blown away that they made a movie about this, about like someone going old and like their spouse dying. And sorry, it's spoilers if you haven't seen up, but you should like <laughs> the first ten minutes. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler. And then like going this crazy adventure with this little kid, and you know, into South America. It's just, it's just such an insane, yeah, like like concept, and it works so well. Um, and I thought this is for sure going to be a bomb at the box office. Like it's just, it's just too good, but too too different, you know. And it was it was fine. And and then I feel like I feel like so many pictures films were like that. They were just like so like there's this whole like crazy world that shouldn't seem like it should work mm-hmm. on screen in a kids movie. Um, and and then they just went through this like series of like films that didn't have that magic. Yeah. Um, and, and this kind of came out. I had the same feeling like as I did with Up, which is like going into it like uh, I don't know if it's gonna be. It's, the concept seems a little bit like it could be like easy to, to screw up. And then I watched it. And I had the same feeling coming out, which is like this was amazing, and I hope it doesn't bomb at the box office because it's <laughs> just so crazy that like it could just maybe be too different for a lot of people um, in terms of like with the con- like the concept just seems hard to believe that it, you know. Uh, but it, it it works really really well. Um, I wouldn't call it my favorite Pixar film, um, but it certainly ranks in the, in the top you know, films, I think. Toy Story 3, you'd still say. Yes. Hey, Toy Story 3, probably followed by Up, probably followed by Inside Out. What's your least favorite Pixar movie? For Cars comparison? Uh, oh, that's okay, Cars. Excluding Cars, which is your least favorite, because that's clearly the worst. But like, <laughs> uh, gosh, what's the least favorite? Um, Bugs Life? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Judges? What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I get well, that. Uh, Original Toy Story? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, very celebrated now. Yeah. You know, very technical achievements and, you know, groundbreaking, like, you know, how groundbreaking it was at the time. But watching it watching it now, it's surprisingly not that funny. Oh, really? Have you seen it recently? Yeah. I, I, oh, really? I, I watched it really somewhat recently and I was... I, it doesn't hold up? I mean, it's okay. But I feel like it, it, they've upped the ante so much since then that, yeah. like, you know, compared two to... Two was like, a pretty big leap forward. Two was a big leap forward. And three, I thought, was, again, like, just probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, so yeah. funny, so well done. It built so, you know, well on the previous films. Yep. Um, I'm also terrified that they're doing four. I just feel like, I mean, when, whenever have, like, has a, a series of movies gotten better with each time? Like, can they really top three with four? Yeah, and it actually happened with two and three, though. Yeah, yeah. It's ha- I mean, they, I mean, they have something going. Like, they should stop while they're ahead. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> don't keep rolling the dice. You don't know. It's like betting on black four <laughs> times. <laughs> Just, you just don't. And when you when you, when you win three times, walk leave. away. <laughs> Get out of there. Yeah. So um, so anyway, but uh, I thought it was great. The voice acting was wonderful. Um, the the concept was you know, really interesting. I, I think in many ways it's similar to Toy Story in the way that like the character that seemingly should be the protagonist, like Andy in Toy Story, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. and like Riley here is not the protagonist. Yeah. Uh, and the sort of this other world that exists around them. Um, and, but uh, yeah, and just like. Super, super funny. There's so many things that I can't talk about here that we can talk about in the after show that were that were great. Um, so yeah, and I, like I almost had this like classic Disney feel too. There were all these like little like little sub adventures they had in these like little worlds, like the you know the the, mm. the dream world and like the abstract. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like, like an adventure tale. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, something I don't know, something felt sort of like classic about that, but but um, but not in a 
boring retread kind of way. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. What, what do you think, Scott? Uh, I, I'm trying to think of like what I originally thought about this. Um, I think I remember hearing about the concept and it seemed like it could definitely go either way because it's not, I mean, it's certainly not the first piece of fiction to like come up with this idea of like characters inside your head as emotions, right? It's kind of a, if not, if never represented exactly like this, there've been attempts, different angles. Um, so I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't really know what to expect uh, but I think this is maybe my favorite Pixar movie. I think it's spectacular. I think it it does it does the thing that is so hard to aim towards and so hard to sort of describe once you get there. But it's just sort of this emergent. There's something bigger than what it sets out to do that it sort of reaches. And, and there are a couple. Of, I mean, there are certainly like individual moments that are really awesome and individual concepts that kind of come around really well, which I'll mention in a second. But it's still at the at the end of it. It's one of those things where it's like. Um, if you step back and look at it from, you know, from a distance and kind of like say, you know, regardless of what the individual details are, like, do you, what do you think of that movie is kind of as a whole, just the feeling you take away from it. And I think it's such a fantastic feeling. By the end of the movie, I'm just like, so glad I saw it. I'm so glad I was there. And like all the things that I was still thinking about, we saw it yesterday and things I was still thinking about today, you know, which is like one of the marquee things, right? It's like, you still think about it like the next day and like the next week and, you know, maybe potentially much longer than that. Um, and it's just, there was, there were, actually had something tangible to say. Like there was something very, sp- a specific set of ideas that we're trying to get across and something that like, uh, one of the early reviews I saw was like, uh, you know, yes, it's one of Pixar's best movies. You know, this reviewer's opinion to say it's one of Pixar's best movies, but really maybe the more important thing is that people will see it and then continue to sort of like take that way of thinking about their emotions forward with them into the future. Which is like as kind of like a tool. I wonder if we read the same thing. It's possible. Where did yeah. where did you read that? I don't remember. Yeah, because uh, there's a actually really interesting article in the Atlantic just recently mm-hmm. about where they, that might have been it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So they talked to um, the director whose name already escapes me. Uh, the first Pete, one, Pete Doctor. Yes, him. Yeah, and uh, I guess they like actually did a ton of research into like how your mind uh, like actually does kind of process like all this yeah. emotional stuff and like there was this whole process where they had to like choose like which will who will be the emotions yeah. that they'll represent and like. Does that actually kind of match up with like the current understanding of like how kind of all that comes together? And um, yeah, it was it was really neat. I'll, I'll have to dig up the article. Maybe we'll put it in the yeah. or something. But it's actually really cool. And they and one of the things they called out specifically was like you said, is that like it's um, it's like a different framework for thinking about like mm-hmm. emotions and stuff. And I guess like yeah, they were kind of hoping slash predicting that like this may set the tone for like how just the public like talks about and thinks yeah. about like how people's emotions work so I don't yeah know. it's getting like i said super ambitious and maybe it will do that yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean I, I have my doubts about just how clear the message was at the end that they were trying to convey yeah you know i felt like it there, there, there were there were multiple messages they were trying to convey at the end and i think it, and they had very there was varying degrees of success i felt in conveying them like I, I, i'm i'm pretty clear about some of the things they were trying to say other things i'm other places i'm like not 100% sure what the message was. We should talk about that in spoilers. And so we should, yeah. yeah. But like, that's what I'm, I'm curious. If it, did it feel like really crisp at the end for you guys? It or? was for me. Yeah. No, it was a little murky for me. I mean, I think I kind of got the gist of some things, but there were some other things where I'm like, I, I'm not 100% sure. We, we should, we'll definitely compare I, I really want to talk about it. Because yeah. I, I have a feeling that like, we probably all three got something different that's out possible. of the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so just to, just to you know, finish up a couple other things, like I, I definitely want to talk about um, some of the details that you're talking about. Um, but a few things that I found really interesting is that it really did. You can tell these people like lived 
the San Francisco Bay Area because they mm-hmm. got it, it was interesting because the opening scenes show San Francisco and really in a way that's not like the touristy San Francisco, but really like the type of San Francisco that like San Franciscans think of, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, kind of these side streets that are you have to walk almost straight up, you know, and like, like and it was super skinny. Yeah. And it wasn't like picturesque streets. Right. It was like realistically like what some of the lower, you know, the, the lower rent areas would be. And, um, you know, it showed like the ferry building, which is not maybe the most recognizable aspect of San Francisco internationally. But they did show also the Golden Gate Bridge and they showed the, the Transamerica Pyramid. And I, for me, I just felt like this is a very personal thing, but I just sort of like had never seen it represented quite that way. And I really appreciated that. Um, and it, it felt like even at, near the end of the movie where there's like a, a scene where they're sh- you know, showing a freeway, it was like the actual 80 and 101 interchange, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that was really cool. Um, I also thought it was interesting that... Uh, you know, they, they said they've been making the movie for five years, you know, but it's sort of an interesting, A, a bold choice and B, sort of an interesting sort of time capsule for future generations, which is that the reason he moved to San Francisco was he was working for a startup. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it, there's little hints that they, they don't hit you over the head with it, but you can definitely see like his T-shirt is like a startup name and like he's on the phone talking about like investors and yeah. customers and like we've, we're in that world. And, you know, a lot of that stuff, it was authentic, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it, it's an in my mind, it was a bold choice because a lot of times movies like this don't want to make sort of, you know, uh, dating choices like that mm-hmm. because it then makes it like less applicable or whatever in the future. But it really is a, a great service to future generations to kind of understand like what what was this world like? And it's mm-hmm. sort of this, you know, even when you look at like um, older Disney movies now that are uh, like X-Men would be another good example where it's like they talk about the things that were going on at the time, like the Cuban Miss- Missile Crisis and that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you can see how that influenced like the reality of the world that had been kind of fictionalized. I think that's really cool that that's here. Um, all kind of, yeah, it's, I mean, but in the basic, back to the basics, like tons of just hilarious moments and like little things that we like think about day to day as like human beings, but like we don't always like call out, like there's this, I don't know if it gives anything away where she keeps like thinking about this like advertising jingle <laughs> and it keeps coming up and she's like wants to get the song out of her head, but it keeps coming up and they yeah. like all the things they do just kind of explain some of the idiosyncrasies that people have. I yeah. think are really cool and like, there's a moment where like they're they're justifying like why you forget phone numbers, which I heard you laughing the other end of the theater about, which is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I did love that that, that part. Yeah, I lo- all those little details were so good. I, it reminded me actually of Inception, which also had a lot of these little mm, details. Right, I still haven't like, seen that. Th- there's like the the kick thing that people wake yeah. people up, you know, like all little things like again that exactly the same way. Don't really think about, but then you're like you're right. That is that has happened when you're when you dream, yeah. you know, and like you know, and this was like that, but expanded to like all kinds of. In the matter is like sub, like subconscious things. Like I love like when they there's like the whole like section about the subconscious was yeah was really yeah, great. Yeah. That that I think yeah. So that so we talked talk about that more in the after show. Definitely yeah. So one of my favorite like the thing I always probably pretty much always want from a movie and I'm always hoping for and so rarely kind of get the level level of satisfaction out of is that adventure thing like starting at one place and you know ideally physically going across space mm. you know and and seeing all the things that happen along the way and like seeing like all the different environments and like how do they how do characters react to different environments different situations and kind of feeling like at the end that you've gone through this journey and sometimes you kind of have to like imagine it in your head because it's more of kind of an internal journey in this case it's both but i really i like the fact that the characters actually traverse the, this landscape and mm-hmm. have different experiences and different sort of art styles and like all kinds of things and it's I think that's part of the reason I kind of like the, the overall feeling. I think it's really positive. So um, God, there's just so many great things. Uh, a couple, the, for sure, I'll have to talk about the spoilers. But um, yeah, for me, it's it's really close. It's, you know, Toy Story 3, I think, was my favorite. And it's it's neck and neck. I don't know. But it probably just depends on which mood I'm in. You know, and I was, uh, this is one of those where you, you 
probably will at least be close to crying at the end. I don't know. A lot of people in the theater were like, were. I, was, I honestly wasn't that. I, I was. I, wasn't, I was highly entertained by it. I thought I liked it, but yeah. I was not as emotionally moved. Like, like Toy Story three gets me every single oh, time. Oh man, yeah. But, but so, but jeez, <laughs> in the junkyard. Oh uh, my yeah. god, every time. But the, the thing about that one, though, I think that's that's. I think it's interesting that, um, at least for me, I, I, it seemed to kind of approach that, but without all the sort of uh, emotional stuff to rest on from two previous movies. Right. It, it establishes, in my mind, it establishes that level of emotion. Within ninety minutes, as opposed to you know ninety minutes times three years, depending on how you're counting. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I just think I think it's fantastic. I can easily recommend it. I think a lot of people would like it. And even if even if you weren't to be entertained by it, which I think most people will be entertained by it, you could still kind of take away this like, oh yeah, that's an interesting way to think about these things. And maybe there's some way to apply it. So. I think we recommend it. Yeah. 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 All right. So if you haven't seen the movie, pause. We're going to go to spoilers in a second, but first, uh, a couple things. So if you want to find our old episodes, both the video episodes and the audio episodes before we started doing a video, you can find all those at lowearthorbit.fm. You can also find all the contact information and ways to subscribe and all that kind of stuff. If you want to just mention something new to us quickly, you can find us on Twitter at Low Earth Show. YouTube is where we put all the videos that we post for each of the episodes. That's youtube.com slash lowearthshow. We've gone past 100 subscribers. Woohoo! Um, and I think we, it's funny because we uh, we put up the episode for Grim Fandango right when we had hit 100. And I think maybe some people thought that was like the, our retro episode, oh. but it wasn't really intentional. So we'll probably do something else. I think we had some ideas that we were talking about. So if you have yeah. any suggestions that you think it might be fun for us to do like a retro review. So in the past, we've done Indiana Jones and Fifth Element. And what was the other one that I'm totally blanking on right now? What was the retro review we did? Didn't we only do two? No, we did because we, we did 25 or yeah, 30, 50, 75, and this would be 100. I don't know. It's it's under it's on the screen right now. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yes. Okay. Uh, so please subscribe there, and we'll uh, we'll keep working towards new retro videos and stuff. Um, and we have a phone number. We do. We have a hotline voicemail that you can hotline hotline <laughs> toll free. I think uh, maybe not. <laughs> Who pays for phone calls anyway? I mean, does anyone care if it's toll free or not? It doesn't matter. Everybody gets free minutes, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we have a phone number. You can <laughs> sue us, please. <laughs> <laughs> a little asterisk on the bottom. Three dollars a minute. That's how Straight we fund the show. Straight into Justin's account. That's right. These PS4 games aren't going to pay for themselves. Uh, yes, we have a voicemail line. You can call us. Leave us a voicemail, and uh, yeah, we'll put it on the show. Probably, ideally, something. <laughs> <laughs> ideally something so if you have a thought on something we reviewed and you want to kind of share your your perspective on it or something you want us to review or you just want to leave some kind of really creepy voicemail feel free we'll put that on the show too <laughs> yeah who knows <laughs> go nuts yeah all right so the phone number for that is 573-880-4420 operator standing by standing by <laughs> we do need a picture of pretzel with a little bit so badly you have no oh idea oh my yeah. gosh yes all right on the spoilers spoilers All right, so that, that that pink elephant was that not like was he not like kind of creepy? Bing bong, like like in like, <laughs> like, like, the old the old Disney movie, like the old creepy, Dumbo. Yeah, 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 like he like creeped me out the entire really? time. I yeah. didn't creep me out. No. I didn't creep me out. Uh, well, so I really feel like you must have seen something horrible in your childhood related to like old. <laughs> it's just the scene movies. where Dumbo gets drunk like that. Is, that's uh, it's it's a really scary traumatizing. Scene. Yeah. Is that, um, I do remember that part from like from Dumbo where it was like the and it actually it is funny because it is kind of an elephant. 
right? Isn't he kind of an elephant? I'm trying to. Dumbo? Dumbo is absolutely no, 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 no. an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We have our outtake for the end of the show now. <laughs> I mean, he seems confused what's, 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 about <laughs> what Dumbo is. He is an elephant. He was a hippo, right? He's a hippo. <laughs> I believe he's a hippo. No, Bing Bong. What was it? Was it I mean, he was a combination of stuff. Oh, but didn't he, he had a trunk, right? Didn't yeah, he? yeah, he, yeah. He said he was mostly cotton candy, also part elephant, also part dolphin. And like, and where's the cat? dolphin? And then he does like, <laughs> yeah, the, does the right? Does he has a cat? Maybe he has a cat. Oh, the tail was I thought like. Oh, like that's right. Yeah, part cat too. Yeah. By the way, the last the, the, we're talking about the end. I know we have to. So good. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so one of the things, one of the things I want to talk about was like I really thought it was really cool how they developed the system of how all the rules in the world work. And like, it wasn't just sort of arbitrarily like, oh, she likes hockey and like, she likes her family or whatever. It's like they really, in the beginning, maybe too much, but enough for me, they spelled out like, okay, well, there are these memories that come in every single day and they're one of these kind of five classifications. And some of them are so important that they go into this core memory thing and those core memory things then go out and power this. It was almost like a game tutorial. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> but they're they explaining like the, what the rules are. And it's like these these things power these these parts of her personality. And right. I thought that was really cool because it like, like helps you think about not just whatever's happening in a moment-to-moment basis, but really the mental model of like how are these things interacting and like they kind of have to operate within those rules. There was one exception where I felt they kind of went out of that. But for the most part, it was, I, I enjoyed the fact that like when something happened in the world, like it directly impacted that system and they could then feed stuff back out to her and that would affect the world. But it was, it, I thought it was interesting that there was a correlation, but like they weren't like, it wasn't a direct, it wasn't like they were moving like gears inside, like moving her arms and like moving her head and stuff like that. Right. Mostly they could, they could, they could impact, they, they could influence what was going on. But it was like this like two way conversation kind of like mm-hmm. she would something would happen out in the world and that could cause sadness to move in. But it was sort of like a negotiation, which is like what it's like for a person. Right. Like it, it's not like immediate like I'm happy. Right. right. It's like you're kind of like weighing options and thinking about things. Um, and I thought it was cool how they said, you know, they because she had had this sort of traumatic experience, like joy was unavailable to her as an option. And then she was just sort of like left with like anger and uh, disgust and uh, fear mm-hmm. yeah, was the other one. It was really interesting to see like, oh, yeah, that actually totally makes sense. Like if you're put in a situation where you're really unhappy, you might start making bad decisions because like happiness is not available to you. And like and you might like completely shut down. So that console was just like totally grayed out. I thought that the whole concept was so cool. Yeah, it's definitely a tightrope back, I think, to make to construct the plot in a way that like the real world plot and like the like emotion plot actually like intertwined in a yeah, way that actually do, where yeah. they both kind of made sense, yeah. you know, where it's like we have basically these two plot lines and they, um, you know, affect each other, but never actually come into like direct and they yeah. each have to make sense independently and together at the same time. Yeah. It's yeah, really tricky. So yeah. that's cool I think overall they did a good job. I mean, the, particularly the console turning gray. I, I wasn't crazy about that. Like, like why did it turn gray and why, and, like, odd, and why yeah. did it thaw back out again? Oops. Like it's, so like my my interpretation of it, and this is actually I think this is a sign of a good movie if you can have like sort of like read messages into it. But to me, it was she had gotten to the point where she was like so unable to sort out her emotions that like she just started to like mentally shut down. And it wasn't until, you know, my interpretation is that it wasn't until she like she or her emotions or whatever allowed herself to be sad at that moment and sort of be okay with being in that moment, like feeling, not just being forced to feel, I can only be happy. I can only be happy. It's like saying, no, it's okay to feel sad and kind of like flush that from your system. After that was okay, then it sort of opened up this range of emotions that she was had access to again, including joy, including anger, including disgust. And 
you know, it, to me, it, it made sense that like they kind of hinted at this when um, Bing Bong was sitting on the on the side of the cliff or whatever. And he was like just sitting there, just like not moving. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of introduced this idea of like, yeah, it's OK for him to be sad mm-hmm. to sort of like move past that particular moment. Right. You know, I thought yeah. it was a really cool idea. And like Joy saw that and she's like, oh, yeah, OK, that's really interesting. I haven't thought about that. And then they had they allowed they had this idea at the end of sort of like having a bittersweet memory where it's like half happy and half sad because, you know, Riley had said, oh, God, I'm just not I don't understand what's going wrong. But the fact that her family was there to comfort her kind of made it this like half and half thing. I thought that was a really cool idea. And in particular, the idea that they were looking back through this old memory and and Joy kind of made the discovery. It's like, oh, yeah, because I allowed myself to feel sad and my family was there sort of to comfort me as a side effect of that. It turned into a happy memory. I thought that was a really interesting way to explore these like really complex emotions. Um, again, very aggressive thing to take on. It's like for something that's a kid's movie, although I don't think it really is. Uh, well, I, mean, I think a lot of the good Pixar movies are kid movies. Right, they exactly. Just, like, yeah, we can sort of layer to that. They're yeah. kid friendly, yeah. but yeah. like there's an undercurrent that's like yeah. totally not, that's like appropriate for everyone. I'm not even sure Up was like kid friendly, <laughs> at least in some parts. But... Mm, no, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not every Pixar movie hits the same age range, though. Yeah, right? yeah that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, the only, I only really have, by the way, I didn't say this before, but I only have kind of two complaints about the movie. One was that I really wish there was more Riley time, like real world stuff, and maybe just selfishly because I wanted to see more San Francisco. Um, on that note, I think it would, earlier when we were talking, I thought it would be interesting to do <coughs> a re-edited version of the movie that only includes one plot line or the other. Like, what if there was only the Riley yeah, plot line or like only the emotional like plot five line? minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, well, the Riley one would be really short. But yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like, can they actually kind of stand alone? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely, it left me wanting more. Um, and I, I'll come back to them. Am I cutting you off? No. Okay. Um, I want to come back to that in a second. But the the other thing is I felt like, and this is not, I mean, it's, I didn't like it, but like it didn't ruin the movie for me or anything like that. The the sort of like the multiplying boyfriend thing just felt completely out of tone. Like it just, it was the only thing that didn't feel like it was like in any way connected to her external experience. Like oh, yeah, I would have yeah. bought if it was like, she was like thinking about her boyfriend and like, you know, and she her imaginary boyfriend. Her imaginary boyfriend. I would die for Riley. <laughs> <laughs> like if there was some sort of Canada. There was, <laughs> that was the best part. They're like, oh, okay. That was, if there was something where like she kept thinking about him and like he went into the bag or something, but it just feel like, it felt like a weird, yeah. like they just like didn't know how to get out of that situation. So it was, anyway, it wasn't a big deal, but it just kind of felt a little out of tone. Everything else was so meticulous and that was sort of thrown in there. The other thing that occurred to me is that because like I wanted more of that San Francisco stuff and they even got to the end. They, they had the like, uh, what's that puberty button? You know, yeah. and it, it feels like like this is kind of fertile ground for like the, the Toy Story shorts. Right. Like there's all kinds of options mm-hmm. you can do. Yeah, like, yeah. And actually, this is the first time and I don't I might be alone in this, but this is the first time I've seen a Pixar movie and kind of really felt like I want a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like I would really be interested to see like how would and they almost set it up that way with the, like the more expanded board at the end. right? Like mm-hmm. how would this sort of system evolve as they like? went to more complex, more adult situations. I, I would be really interested to see that. I'd also want to see more San Francisco. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I, it left me wanting more, which is, I guess, Incredibles also did that. Uh, you know, you kind of get to the end. Oh, now you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there other spoilery, th- spoilery things? You, did you, you, there was one plot hole. Huge. I cannot, okay. like, as, so they, they being joy and sadness, yeah. get lost out in long-term memory and they've got the bag of the core memories or yeah. whatever. They've got the core memories. Yeah. And they themselves, so they're having a hard time getting back to headquarters, which yes. is like the driver of the whole plot. Right. 
But it seems like the actual like critical issue that is in danger of like destabilizing everything is the fact that the core memories aren't at headquarters. Yeah. Like the fact that joint sadness aren't there is a problem, but it yeah. seems like the actual problem is that the core memories aren't there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're surrounded by these pneumatic tubes whose entire purpose is to send memories from long-term memory to headquarters. They even show like the little the little mind worker people are like, let's just send up the uh, memory of the uh, of the uh, toothpaste commercial. Right. And it just whoop, goes up through the thing. And it's like, stuff those lockers, put the core memories in there. They'll go right back. And then you can take your time. I, I thought, I mean, I was impression that it, the problem was that Joy wasn't up there. Like, yeah. She was at the rough, time, rough point of her life and she couldn't really be joyful without the, you know, having the, the Joy emotion be there. In the, yeah. Like, and I think that that was a problem. But like, you know, like all the islands are like crumbling and falling off and they're crumbling and falling off because those memories aren't in the little memory container. Right. I think like, so. So it just, it just felt weird. It, felt, it feels like there was basically like two major problems. The people, the little emotion people weren't there and the little memory spheres weren't there. And one of those problems they could have solved in the first 10 minutes. But so I, like, I got the impression. So maybe I'm wrong about this, but like my memory was my memory was like if somebody else touches the orb other than joy, it won't be a joyful memory anymore. But it seemed like they were really shocked when that started to happen when sadness touched it. Like that seemed like a new experience for them. Yeah. That Yeah, because I think she kind of runs the show. I don't know. Okay, don't, so you, you, you might be right, but it didn't it didn't jump out at me as like a thing. Uh, so, like, yeah, just I, I, in, as soon as soon as they were like, let's send that memory up just to mess with them with the thing. I was like, just take those ones and put them in there. Like, why? No, do that right now. Why aren't you doing that? Like, I, wasn't aware of that yeah. I just wanted to like shake the characters. I was like, you idiots. <laughs> That's really yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like to me that like those those memories were that. I mean, they they, they didn't want to lose memories because it would be sad to lose her core memories. Like that, that itself would be a sad thing. That wasn't the cause of the problems that she was having. But it, I don't know. But it seemed like as the characters are talking to each other, it's like they were all super concerned. Like, well, if we don't. We don't get those core memories back. We don't put them in there. And then those islands could just crumble and that'll really change your personality. And then it did because they didn't get those things yeah. back in time. And it's like, well, yes, she would have been like, you know, kind of out of balance because those two particular emotions weren't there. But like, it seems like the problem that they were really concerned about, which is that the islands would all crumble, mm -hmm. actually came to pass because they didn't get the memories back. Like, and they could have gotten the memories back if they just actually used the pneumatic tubes for their intended purpose, which is to send memories to headquarters. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. So they, they, there was the scenario where the where the fear guy tried to put one of the memories in the core thing, and he couldn't do it. Well, because they weren't core memories. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you're, I didn't think about what you're describing. I do remember she tried to go in there, and it didn't work. It, like, broke or something. It, it didn't work because they couldn't keep pressure in the tube because they broke the bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It didn't I, to me. The, the far more glaring issue was that they had this like multiplying boyfriend thing, which just didn't. Yeah, it, it I, felt like that, yeah. that. It felt like they they it didn't it didn't like, although technically not against the rules they set up. It also wasn't really in the spirit of problems are solved through the emotions. It was right. sort of like it suddenly became like a spatial thing through like pressing nines or on something. A keyboard. Like, <laughs> it was like, what's going on here? Yeah, it was yeah. funny, but it was or, like or why? Yeah, it was just, that that one was kind of gimmicky and weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's one of those things where you can't, sometimes there's like fridge logic, you know, where it's yeah. like you watch the movie and then later you're like, wait, why didn't they do that? <laughs> but this was like instant fridge logic oh. where it was like it just the very instant that they were like, let's send this memory up. I was like, why aren't they doing this? Like they could solve like their major problem right now if they would just stuff those things in the tube. It was like, it was a really dense movie, and I kind of I for sure I'm either gonna watch it on video. I may or may not see it in theater again, yeah. but I'm gonna like keep an eye out for that because I'm kind of curious. We have to talk about the the final scene of the movie where they're like going to each of the. Oh, before we go to that, like so like the sort of the message of the movie, like I oh yeah yeah. So there's like one which was basically like, you know. Sadness is like much more important than Joy thought she was. Like she just kind of you know this message that she, it is important to become sad, and they kind of hammered that one I think pretty clearly. Mm -hmm. um, and there was also this maybe secondary message that like 
as you get older, like you, the, what formerly were happy memories can be twinged with sadness because you know, as you mature, you know, like, you know, these, these mem- you know, like, you know, because she felt compelled to touch all these old memories mm-hmm. and, and make them sad. And she couldn't, she didn't even know why she was doing it. But like, it seemed to be that it was like, because she, you know, she, Riley was reflecting upon these memories and well, you know, and now, now it's, she's no longer in Minnesota, what was formerly happy memories are kind of sad because she's sad that she's. Not she's there. not there. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, I, that was my interpretation of why sadness was so mm-hmm. felt compelled to tap all the, to touch all these things. But that's I think so too. Le- maybe less like clearly telegraphed is the kind of the basic like it's important to also have sadness in your life, what? Uh, or to, to also to, to enable you to enjoy in, in, in to, to experience joy. But like something maybe you didn't get that. Uh, it was similar. I mean, to me, it was the the current experience that she was having with her parents, like the, the current day experience she was having with her parents or uh, hockey or whatever that I don't know if everybody has these experiences, but like, I think as you're growing up, you can have a happy memory with like her friends or whatever. Actually, aside from the movie, you can, as a person, you can have a happy memory in your past with a friend. And then if you have some falling out with them or something like that, that might sort of tarnish your memory of the time that you did have with them. Um, I'm not saying everybody works that way, but mm-hmm. certainly I, I, I've had that experience. And I think some people have that experience at least once in a while. Um, and particularly when you're younger, it's easy to kind of get that all mixed up. By the way, the reality distortion filter was amazing. I yeah. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> in the little dream studio? Yeah. The yeah. whole sequence in the dream oh studio God. was so that was funny. funny. It was so funny. It was amazing. They split the, the dog. You lost at that point. That was amazing. That felt, by the way, that felt like the most Monsters Inc. that any other Pixar movie has felt. Like yeah. just the whole thing there felt so much. It felt so much like the 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 things they go through yeah. to scare the kids. Like they set up this whole thing. Anyway, yeah. Also, I love the posters that were there too. Like yeah, the, the movie scenes, yeah. you know, like yeah. I can fly and yeah. unicorn yeah. like eating the cupcakes. Yeah. Like okay, now we need Riley's voice. There's a guy with like the big goatee reading the because that perfectly in her it voice. Was oh my god! And then the teeth are falling out and like throw yeah. teeth in front of the camera. Yeah, it was very Monsters Inc. I wonder what gives it that vibe. Is it because it's just like they both are sort of like seeming like such technical jobs, right? Because it's like they're doing something very technical in Monsters Inc., right? Where yeah. they have like the factory and all the stuff. And then like the TV production was actually pretty technical too. Where yeah. there's like the crew and like the- I think it, I think it's the the notion of like the monsters thing that you have is that you feel like it's you know the the thing they're helping the audience relate to is. You know, oh, the dark is scary, and like your your dreams are scary, and like you think all yeah. these things are happening. And it turns out there's like this big facade going on, <laughs> and, and the people doing all this scary yeah. stuff are radically yes. incompetent. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, and I think that, that like the twenty three nineteen thing, right? That's an example of that. They're like, oh my god, like twenty three nineteen. It's like you remember the movie? Like that was the thing. If like you came in contact with human, like all hell. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's the way. Like, it's funny in the same way where it's like you feel like these dreams are like these you know ethereal kind of like things that have no connection to reality and turns out these people are like a cheap studio you know like <laughs> I, I love the commentary too like when he's watching the dreams he's like pick up plot line <laughs> <laughs> all my dreams are like that <laughs> but the best part is like when you see when you see like the dog coming disconnected like the, the things coming down we've all had dreams like that oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like <laughs> and the clown was there and like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the dog is like that's new. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality distortion filter like I mean that that was like that's so that's such a perfect I don't know that might even be like my favorite one line thing in the entire thing oh it's, yeah because it was funny but also it's true because like when you're in the dream you don't it, it seems real right like it's uh, anyway back to the original point I, you know I, I the changing of the core memories I can understand that because I think you can have experiences that sort of distort you know 
long-term memories that you have and like based on your experience with who was involved with that you know i i get that it was clear to me what was going on there it was yeah. like basically her current experiences was sort of messing with her memory of what she used to, what she yeah. thought she and i feel like that was the reason that it seemed like a surprise why it was new was that like you know her life it was she reached a certain maybe a level of maturity where now she could sort of think back on these things and have different feelings about her history yeah. and like in the fast forward to the future so like at that point there was just like joy and sadness together in a few of the balls and they fast forward again a little bit later and suddenly there are balls that are like all kinds of colors like yeah. now she's matured even more and she has all these like conflicting emotions right in a single memory and right. um it seemed like that was what they were trying to go but it was it was very very brief yeah um yeah i didn't think it was related as much to maturing as much as it was to like well maybe a combination of maturing and like life conditions yeah, I don't know. I think there's like a couple things going on. I mean, I think one of them, which we already kind of talked about, is that like the idea that memories aren't immutable, right? And yeah. that like, mm-hmm. you know, they can be colored like through the lens of like other experiences or like, you know, like the situation you're in now. Like, I think the thing where it's like, oh, well, they were happy memories and they still kind of are happy memories, but they're kind of sad now because she like knows that they're gone, right? Because she doesn't live there anymore. Um, and then also that like, I think, yeah, like as you get older, I think that like, you know, there's like a whole new like, level of complexity to like yeah. the emotions you can that have awesome. you know? yeah. yeah and so i think that like the idea that like yeah now the emotions or the memories aren't you know, necessarily like governed by a single emotion and there can be like a bunch of different ones in there i think is a reflection of like you know like the expanded console that they get you know too right they get like a console with all the new buttons yeah. and everything it's i think supposed to sort of reflect that like yeah you build up like you know more sort of like emotional skills and like capacity yeah and it's like there's just you know it's um part of like getting older and you know yeah oh, by, yes. by the way all, all, the other things at the end before we get to zooming in their heads like the new islands i love the tragic vampire romance that was <laughs> yeah. so good that was pretty great yeah her her commentary like turning anything into like a horribly like <laughs> sad thing was, was amazing um a couple things I have to mention uh yeast of Ye- eden is that what it was called Oh, the, the pizza, pizza place? place where they had only yeah. broccoli pizza. <laughs> and he was like in the commentary about like uh, San Francisco, you even managed to ruin pizza. <laughs> like, <laughs> you ruined pizza. Um, what was there's some clip about them being organic or something? Like there was there's definitely an organic food joke slipped in there somewhere. Like I, I'm sure that there was there was a lot of stuff I feel like yeah. I missed, which is part of the reason I want to re-see it or rewatch it. Um I mean so at the end there were some amazing things because like they they, you know, presumably you've seen the movie if you're watching this part of the show, but like they jumped into the different heads mm-hmm. of the characters and like the one one stands out for me is like the bus driver was just all angry people. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And then when they cut one of the best scenes, by the way, I think was when they were at dinner and they were like shooting between the different oh, heads. Different ones, yeah. That was awesome. That was super cool. I, mean, I wish there was more of that because it was yeah. so funny. When yeah. they all the characters. It's probably so hard to orchestrate that. Oh, so actually a really interesting point, I think. Um, so in Riley's head, it's pretty clearly Joy who is steering the show. Yes, that's a great point. Yeah, But in the mom's head, Sadness sort of seems to be the right. one that the controls, yeah. and in the dad's head, it's anger that yeah. seems to be the one, the ringleader. Which is odd because that doesn't seem super. Angry no, he doesn't, and the time. mom doesn't seem particularly sad. But it is interesting that, like, in there, maybe it's just maybe they just looked good in that order. Maybe we're reading too much into it, but it is kind of interesting to, to say that, like, there sort of seems to be like the one who's sort of like influence. I don't know. Just, yeah. I think, oh, and there's also this other this other thing which I don't know if there's. Maybe I'm reading into it. I don't know what to read into it, but there's this other thing that occurred to me, which is that, like, in her head, that emotions, three of them are female, two of them are male. And yeah. every, every, everyone else, all of the emotions match the gender of that's, the person. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that means anything. Probably doesn't. I don't think it does. I think that's just a, um, 
Because I thought about that too. Well, it's funny too because like in the dad's head, like Joy still kind of looks pretty feminine, but it's a huge mustache, <laughs> right? Like, uh, I don't know. I think that was mostly just a, like a character design thing. Where I, just, I don't think they're trying to like in, infer or like suggest anything. I don't know because I think they just wanted to make it clear that they're not Joy's emotions; they're yeah. someone else's emotions. You mean Riley? Uh, yes, I, th- I, th- I actually think that's what it was to make it a little bit more like just have a, a clear geography about yeah. who you're looking at. Because if yeah. it was, imagine if it was like all the same genders, but just with glasses. I don't know if like even kids in particular would understand that you were looking at the mom's head. It, it's confusing yeah. enough. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, com- pure speculation on my part, but I think the reason that there's like the center person in the console mm-hmm. isn't to say that he's always angry or right. that she's always sad, but it seemed to sort of suggest that like if there's a conflict. Like, who has the most seniority? Yeah. Like it, or, or just at the time that we saw them, who was the dominant emotion? That's true. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean uh, Riley was pretty happy all the time. Yeah. Right? So, you know, Joy was a prompt dominant emotion most of the time. It, we saw, we went inside the dad's head that one time, primarily, when he was angry. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's a really, true. that's a good point, because at different times when, like, when, like, uh, like, the, like, Joy was not in control or whatever, like, she wasn't in the center. Like, she was in the back of the room, and it was, like, anger or somebody else that was in the middle. So, yeah, so maybe it's kind of, like, a fluid system yeah it's yeah. pretty interesting the the truck driver thing was amazing the cat thing cat thing is the so cat good. thing was really really good it was fantastic yeah. uh and then the uh the teacher thing was pretty funny <laughs> okay the teacher one was, it was like, particularly like the callback to you know yeah. the brazilian helicopter yeah. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep this just in case <laughs> uh and the dog well one. what are the odds though because she's from san francisco and the mom's from minnesota yeah uh, yeah I don't know. Well, I thought she was th- she was dreaming. At- I don't know. I don't know. I think it was just supposed to be funny. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm reading too much into it. And they and they did the same thing with the uh, the pizza the jingle. Or, no, 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 no. The what? Well, both the dad and um, and Riley have the the toothpaste song stuck in their heads, right? Is it the dad or is it, is it the truck? Who? Someone else had the. Had There's the, definitely one of the other people yeah, that yeah, had the same thing happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and they did the the yeast of Eden. Eden, mm. East of Eden person in her head too. Yeah. It was like there was was it the vampire thing? No. no, no, that was the sadness. Anyway, but they were talking about like, well, how do you feel? I don't know. How does how does Bob feel or whatever? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What was? What was I don't they, know. What I they think they was to get across with that. I don't know. I don't know. It was just the yeah. caricature thing. Um, yeah. Is it pretty much everything? I think we've exhausted it. <laughs> <laughs> Way deeper uh, than I was like expecting. Yeah. What do you guys think of the short? Oh, I totally forgot about that. That's um, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a it was a cool little thing. I mean, it was it was not. So the one thing that occurred to me today, thinking about it, is that all the other Pixar shorts have been basically comedies, and this was not a comedy. It was just sort of like a little. It was like a music video kind of right. Like it was just a, a little yeah. song that had visuals. Gorgeous, super gorgeous. Yeah. Um, like the, um, the under the ocean, like lava stuff. Yeah. That was really cool. But yeah, it was just I mean, it was just a song. There was no real story there. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hold a candle to Presto. Still the best. Right? I think Presto is the best. Yeah. yeah. Can't great. All right. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. So, totally off topic. I have this little script that sends me like web server statistics every day. Test. We yes. apparently had a refer to lowerthorbit.com from pizzatycoon.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Pizza Tycoon is. Please tell me it's a game. I so badly I'm want to I'm really play. hoping it is, actually. <laughs>
It must be, right? Like, what other reasonable business would you base off Pizza Tycoon? Uh, you look it up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a Pizza Tycoon game. Or there was. <laughs> this is C- like CD-ROM by Microprose. Ooh. For C- Amiga, MS-DOS, and Windows. CD-ROM. Oh, my God. Look at that guy. <laughs> Retro review? That would be yeah. fantastic. Wow. The title was followed by two remakes slash sequels. Fast Food Tycoon, a.k.a. Pizza Syndicate. <laughs> and Fast Food Toon Tycoon. And fast, fast food, Faster Food. Food Tycoon 2. <laughs> Too fast. <laughs> I was hoping it would become like Pizza Mob Boss. Pizza Cartel. Papa John pizza settles cartel. all family business. This is the uh, uh, game we play. Uh, the cartoony game with the ducks. Whatever it is. What? Rayman Legends. Oh. oh. What the duck? Uh, which one is this? This is another. Where you I kind of want you to make a like, beard supercut now. Where it's just like, <laughs> this is just now. God, that's confusing. That's like that scene in Spaceballs where it's like we're watching now. Right? <laughs> when will then be now? <laughs> Soon. Okay. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review, we review red leather, leather, yellow leather. leather. That's red right. leather, yellow leather. This week we're reviewing. Uh. <laughs> this week on Low Earth Orbit. Low Earth Orbit. This week on Low Earth Orbit, <laughs> <This, laughs> I don't know what's doing there. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we're doing a spoiler-free, spoiler-free <laughs> version review. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we're doing a spoiler-free review of the new Pixar movie Inside Out and a full discussion afterwards. One more because I was like in a strained face. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> And it actually it is funny because it is kind of an elephant, right? Isn't he kind of an elephant? I'm trying to Dumbo. Sure. Dumbo is absolutely no, 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 no. an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We have our outtake for the end of the show now. <laughs> <laughs>